Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the Old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored, all-volunteer-powered rock and roll radio station. On this week's uh, show, we're going to have Chelsea Adler. She's the owner of Willow's Bazaar Boutique in downtown Tucson. She's also a clothing designer, a blogger, and she just finished her first novel, so we have a lot to catch up on. Today is May 21st, 2023. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From May Mountain to the University of Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android with our very own Downtown Radio Tucson app, which you can get from the uh, App Store or the uh, Google Play. And then you'll be uh, connected to us wherever you go. And if you want to reach us on the show, uh, you can interact with us on Facebook and Instagram at Life Along the Streetcar. And then if you want information about our show, our book, maybe past episodes, or just simply to contact us, you can go to our webpage, which is lifealongthestreetcar.org. And of course, you can listen to our podcast on all kinds of platforms like Spotify, iTunes, and uh, just you know, say, hey, smart speaker, why don't you play that Life Along the Streetcar podcast? And it should pop up. We'll see. Busy, uh, busy time around the university with graduation happening. You know, students figuring out what they're going to be uh, doing with the, their careers after college. And uh, I had a great tour of the uh, Karis Mirror Lab earlier this week. I want to thank the University of Arizona College of Sciences for putting this on. They invited some people from around the community. Uh, I snuck on the list. Shh, don't tell them. And I got the beautiful tour of the facility, but also some really good insight into the impact of our economy by the Colleges of Sciences. Specifically, in this case, it was about the... Uh, the, the mirror lab and the you know the the, the um, astronomy uh, aspects of what we do in Tucson, but it's it, we're huge. This is a huge component. We'll feature a show on it uh, coming up uh, later in the summer. But I was just very impressed with the tour and and just kind of got my mind spinning about all the things that happen on that university campus that we just maybe we take for granted and don't don't think. Uh, through the impact that they have in our community and really around the globe world, and now with what we're seeing with these, with these, uh, the Mirror Lab and what they're doing with uh, all of the technology and optical sciences, you know, we're really reaching the far ends of space from right here in Tucson. So again, more to come on that, but I just want to give a shout out to the College of Science of the University of Arizona and especially the team at the uh, Karis Mirror Lab for uh, letting us uh, take a really, really fun tour and look around. We'll have some of those pictures on Facebook if you want to check out some of the cool shots that I was able to take uh, from inside the, uh, the lab there. And our featured guest today is also a fascinating individual. This is Chelsea Adler. She is the owner of Willow's Bazaar Boutique in downtown Tucson. She's a, a, a shop mate of ours because we have the Tucson Gallery. She's got the, uh, the boutique there inside of the proper shops. And just really fascinated with her and her history and how she became the owner. And then I'm learning all these things about what she's doing uh, you know, kind of with uh, fashion and tying into her original love of, of literature. So uh, here's the interview I recorded with her just a few days ago. Well, Chelsea, welcome to uh, Life Along the Streetcar. Thanks. Ex- I'm happy to be here. Well, excited to have you because you're, you are, you're a creative. We love having creatives on the show. Uh, I love being called a creative. <laughs> 
So is that, is that rare for you or do you get that often? Um, it, um, people don't really use that word very often. No, <laughs> no, I oh. think, I think, uh, being a boutique owner, I think a lot of people don't realize, um, that I'm actually a designer. People that have known me long enough know that that was the route I took, but now they see me with a boutique um, full of all kinds of clothes and they know I have a toddler and don't have a lot of time to sew. So I think they <laughs> assume I'm not designing as much as I was before. Well, I think that that's what attracted me first to, to having you on the show was, I mean, you let's first of all talk about it. It's, it's Willow's Bazaar, Willow's. What Willow's Bazaar Boutique. Okay. I always yeah. try to re- 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 try reverse those. So you're in the proper shops where our Tucson gallery is. So yeah. we've seen each other quite a bit and, and your clothes are fabulous. But then I learned that you design many of them. Yes. And that was like, oh my gosh, because that, that to me is a whole different level. It is a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I do a hybrid so that I can keep my costs down. Um, you know, keeping things all wholesale bought paying all the shipping and all that kind of stuff, constantly having to buy can raise your cost quite a bit. Um, and the fact that I keep my own clothing line in it and I keep it exclusive to my store, it keeps my costs a little bit lower so I can balance it out between each other. Um, so I'm able to compete with other boutiques in the area in that way. So a couple questions. Who is Willow? <laughs> well, the name of the boutique is actually a different story. So I started with this boutique um, six or seven years ago, just designing. Um, I was getting ready to launch my clothing line and I got connected with the original owner of Willow's Bazaar. Um, and she was looking for a designer to design exclusively for her store. Um, and we hit it off right away and it was a match made in heaven and that's how it started. And then about a year into that relationship with her, she decided to move a different direction and she offered to sell me the whole store. So I just bought the entire business from her. And, um, I kept the name mainly because she already had a pretty decent following, um, pretty decent customer base. And I didn't want to confuse them. I wanted to stay true to the brand. And uh, she named it after her grandmother, I believe. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's that, where the name comes from. <laughs> there we go. So it's from some persons I've never met grandmother. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it is Willow's Bizarre Boutique. Yeah. And the clothing is, is fabulous. Um, and then I think where I first figured out that you, well, didn't figure it out, where it was apparent to me that you do your own clothing, you posted something on Facebook about how you'd found a fabric that you designed like some of your first clothing yes. from and you thought you were out. You were so excited. I was so, it was so nostalgic. It was one of the first bolts of fabric I bought when I started my clothing line. Like I have my sketches from when I was first, it was just a concept. It was just a little baby idea in my brain. And, um, I was using this fabric in those concept sketches and I didn't even realize I had it anymore. So it was very, um, it felt very serendipitous and very like, you're on the right path. <laughs> I found it because um, I had hit about my seven year mark of doing this um, with Willows. And I had just passed my anniversary and I found this fabric from when I first started. And I was like, oh, the timing of this is just great. I have to make some swimsuits. So, And, and how did you, like, where was this first inkling to start designing clothing? Was this something from a, a young age? Did you get it in school? Um, you know, thinking back, I think it started, I remember my mom bought me this when I was like seven, my mom bought me this Lisa Frank knitting kit. (laughs) I never touched the knitting loom, but I was obsessed with the rainbow yarn that it came with. And I took a t-shirt and I laid it down and I spread the yarn out across the t-shirt and I just tied it in a bunch of knots into the shape of the t-shirt. And I was like, I made a shirt. I'm going to give it to my friend. And it was probably the most hideous thing I ever made in my life. (laughs) Well, you were seven, so it's a little bit of slack. But it was, I, I just became obsessed. And then I was obsessed with fashion just growing up. Um, I never expected it to become my career. I always wanted to write and teach writing, um, but 
it just kind of blossomed and just kept going and I've never stopped. I just, I did my prom dress in high school. Um, and then I got into college. I got into FITM in Los Angeles. What, um, I don't know what FITM is. FITM, it's the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. Oh, okay. It's in Los Angeles. They've got a couple campuses throughout California, but um, I got in and and I, it was my first realization that I could actually make like a, an educated career out of this field. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got into doing fashion shows and that was a whole new world that was just eye-opening. And then I learned about trends forecasting and, and how much our everyday life and the world around us, politics, all of it, it affects the fashion industry. Um, and that became fascinating to me. So then I started my blog about, um, freaky fashion history. (laughs) Is the black, is the blog called freaky fashion history? It's called freaky fashion Friday. I post on Fridays. And you're still doing it. Um, yeah. And so I post a, a blog article about, um, just the weird things in fashion that you would never think are connected. Um, I think one of them is about like the way um, I wrote it during the pandemic and it's sorry, it's about the way that uh, um, illnesses have affected fashion throughout history and the things that we still use today without even realizing that they came from stretch pants, uh, stretch pants. (laughs) No, we can thank Chanel for those. (laughs) (laughs) Seemed Um, like that was COVID. Everyone was just in their stretch pants. Yeah. But there's, but you're saying there's some more, uh, some that have come from, from these sort of pandemics, there's clothing lines that have come from that. Um, yeah, elements of, of fashion that have come from, uh, pandemics, like, um, okay. I mean, honestly, even just masks come from the black plague, um, perfume comes from the black plague when people would Mm. walk around with roses and rose petals and scents in their pockets and stuff. Um, so they started making perfume, mass marketing that, um, and this is all, and, and you're, so you're doing the blog freak, uh, freaky fashion Friday. Mm-hmm. And, and then how long have you been doing that? Uh, since I bought the boutique. So a couple of years. Oh, wow. So I post that directly on my website. Um, and then I also post it on vocal.media. So I'm not cool. So I don't know what that is, but I can find your website. Yeah. Yeah. It's on my website. <laughs> and, it's, and then are, are you from Tucson or where, where are you? Yeah. Okay. I was born in California, but I was raised here in Tucson. Okay. I left for a couple of years to go to college in Los Angeles and then I came back and now I'm here. <laughs> and the, and the, the owner, Willow's granddaughter, you met her in Tucson? Um, no, we met through a mutual friend in Tucson, okay. um, but at the time she was in Hawaii. Oh, okay. So our entire relationship was long distance. I actually didn't meet her for the first time until, um, probably about three months ago. <laughs> oh, so this she whole came, thing had transacted and you never actually physically met. Yeah. We were just, um, completely virtual. She was in, uh, Hawaii and then, uh, she moved to New Mexico um, and then, uh, now she's back in Tucson and we met a couple months ago. She came in and visited the store and got to see what I've grown it into since buying it from her. And that was very surreal and very, uh, tear jerking <laughs> to be able to show her that. Absolutely. So. That's fantastic. So, and, and then you're like the line of clothing you design is there. And I don't know the terms I saw you explaining to someone the difference between like a, like a woven fabric and mm-hmm. a. Like, I don't know what all that stuff means, but do you have a specific style that you, you create or? Um, yeah, it all started out very beachy and resort, um, oriented. Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, I use a lot of, um, like fashion from ancient Greece as a lot of inspiration, a lot of the silhouettes from that. And the biggest thing is that I like to use fabrics that are incredibly soft, incredibly comfortable and are eco-friendly. Um, just try to limit my footprint with all of that. Mm -hmm. 
And um, I like my pieces to be as versatile as possible. So all my swimwear is reversible. So you get two swimsuits out of one. Um, and then everything can mix and match with each other. There's no, there's no limit to the things that I make. I want it to be as versatile as possible. You can wear it loose. You can wear it tight. You can wear it with those pants or those pants. So you you buy a a few items and that goes a long way versus having to buy Mm -hmm. a bunch of different accessories. And this shirt only goes with these pants, Right. but only if I'm going out at night, if I'm going to brunch, I have to wear a different shirt. Yes. Yeah. And I try to keep my silhouettes. Look at me sounding old fashioned. (laughs) You're onto something. (laughs) You're getting it. Um, I try to keep my silhouettes as simple as possible so that they stay timeless, so that they don't necessarily go out of fashion. That's Chelsea Adler. She's the owner of Willow's Bazaar Boutique in downtown Tucson. We'll be back to uh, the second half of that interview so you can learn more about all of my fashion knowledge, which is very limited, but also some upcoming plans she's got for some uh, designs about to be released and uh, a really interesting way to tie fashion and her original passion of literature together. But first, I want to remind you that you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087 BK number 0902429 Equal Housing Opportunity As Paleo Dave keeping us entertained from 7 to 9 every weekday morning starting tomorrow morning which is Monday uh, and then we're going to jump back into uh, the interview. We we're just right before the break talking about uh, her, Chelsea's desire to to uh, multi-purpose her clothes so that they are uh, more sustainable. You can use them in different ways. And then she's going to launch into a new product she's about to launch. And then um, we're going to finish up talking about some of the cool projects that she's working on. I have a maxi dress that I'm about to bring in probably next month. And I'm Explain keeping... Explain that to me, because I, I know I talk fashion, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> so a maxi dress just means it's floor length. So it's, okay. it's a full maximum okay. length dress. Gotcha, gotcha. versus <laughs> um, a, a mini skirt or something exactly, like that. Exactly, okay. yeah. So uh, I am bringing in a new maxi dress next month. And um, the thing about that is I'm keeping the hem raw, which means I'm not finishing the hem on the fabric. I'm using a type of fabric that won't fray. Um, it's a really wonderful, soft, modal jersey knit. Thank you, Chanel. Um, (laughs) And uh, it doesn't fray at the bottom. So if you decide that you don't want it to be maxi anymore, you can just chop it off and make it short. And there's no hard feelings. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Look at that. It's a do-it-yourself. It's kind of like the Ikea of uh, of fashion. (laughs) We'll sell you the raw material and you do with it what you want. Yeah. People think there's a lot of rules in fashion, but I think the most important thing about it is you do what you feel the most comfortable in. Mm. And fashion is freedom when it comes to expressing yourself. Yeah. It does seem like for a while it was the other way. Like fashion was sort of a, of a prison in which you had to fit in to to something. And now it does seem you can express yourself more through your, yeah, there were so many rules. Like no white after, what is it? No white after After Labor Labor Day, Day. whatever. Wear white, whatever, whatever. (laughs) No open toed shoes with bell bottoms. Fight me. (laughs) Well, settle down. We don't want to get too crazy here. Uh, and then I, I, one thing I think is really important that I find very um, inspiring by your work is that as you display a lot of your advertisements, you have 
a variety of models. They are not yes. like a, a standard type mm-hmm. of model that people think of in a fashion model, but these are beautiful individuals that range in, in all kinds of diverse ways. Yes. And that has been very important to me from the beginning. When I first started my clothing line, I was designing from a size zero all the way up to a 16. Um, and I had an element in there to where if they were any bigger than that or any smaller than that, all they had to do was send me their measurements and I would customize a design based on, um, their measurements. So I didn't want to disclude anybody, um, in my clothing line. And I've carried that through with the wholesale that I purchased as well. I've made sure that every single piece that I offer on my website, that's not part of my clothing line, um, is available in as many sizes as possible to get. And where do people like find out more? You mentioned your, your website. What is the website? The website is uh, willowsbizarreboutique.com. Okay. And bizarre that, is B-A-Z-A-A-R. Okay. <laughs> people spell it with an I a lot. <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and then on that, they're going to get your clothing line, but they'll also be able to attack, attack find your blog. Yes. And then yeah. is there like a bio on you or the, the store? Yeah. So or? the homepage will have my bio. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom, it'll have a little blurb just about um, who I am, what the boutique is about and, um, you know, where I hope to take it in the future. And, and then on the side menu, you'll find everything. I've got everything categorized in different collections. So it's really easy to shop. I'll usually have like a featured collection at the top of it, depending on the season or what holiday might be coming up. And then I also have a link to my blog on that uh, side mm-hmm. menu as well. And the blog, and you know, we don't have a lot of time left, but the blog I think is interesting because as again, as I've learned more about you, that's a small piece of what you actually put on paper. You, yes. You, uh, <laughs> can you talk about your, uh, your side gig? Yeah. So I, I have continued. I mentioned that I thought I wanted to be a writer and I still do. I don't think I, I know I still do. So, um, I'm a jack of all trades a little bit. So I do write as well. Um, starting the blog was my way of being able to continue that creative outlet without leaving without having to walk away from, you know, my fashion. Right. You're able to combine those interests. Yeah, exactly. And it's a really unique, uh, combination as well. I'm, and I'm a little dark and twisty, so I was able to kind (laughs) of take my love for the dark and twisted and make it fashion and make it writing. And then I also, um, have finished my first novel. (laughs) So if you like spicy, (laughs) stay tuned for that. Cause that's, some spicy romance coming out um, soon. With um, some very well-dressed characters, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. I describe outfits like it's my job <laughs> or something. <laughs> and, wait, wait, is the novel, is there a name for the novel? Yes. That? It's called Always Have, Always Will. Okay. Um, and it's a contemporary romance, second chance romance um, set in San Diego, California. And she's a young entrepreneur, not unlike myself. <laughs> is this is a little autobiographical? Oh, is that? definitely not. Okay. <laughs> no, it's definitely just... not mom. Whatever you read, there's definitely <laughs> yeah, not. No, my mom is not allowed to read it. <laughs> I've told everyone in my family, if you read it, don't tell me. <laughs> I don't want anyone to know. I know those things. <laughs> so the novel, do you, it's, it's, is it, you said it's coming out? Yeah, I am waiting to hear back from a third publisher to see what they have to offer. I've gotten two yeses from two different publishers. One is local to Tucson. Um, one is based in Los Angeles and London. And the other one is based in New York and Ontario. Um, so I'm waiting to hear back from that one to see what they want to do. And uh, depending on the offers, I can kind of compare. And then I can maybe even look down the self-publishing route. Um, it just really mm-hmm. depends on. Okay. So the, I make sure I understand the arc of this uh, story correctly. So you were interested in, in Lisa Frank colors and clothing. Then you yes. got it, Then you were going to be a writer. 
Then you opened a boutique and then you connected back to writing by writing about fashion. And now you're writing a book in which fashion is incorporated. Yes. <laughs> so it's a, so from seven years old on, your, your life has taken a pretty specific path, although it's just been uh, sort of slight variations along the yeah, way. Yeah. And I feel very lucky that I have not um, strayed from the things that I've been passionate about my whole life. I feel like a lot of people change their mind a lot or they get lost along the way and um, in other aspects of my life, I'm very lost, but in this one, at least (laughs) (laughs) I have stuck to my guns and I know what I'm doing. Uh, And then this is just a rumor. So again, if this is not something you're ready to talk about, um, and I don't even know much about, I just heard that you might be doing a podcast soon, like your own podcast. Yeah. So me and my sister along that spicy train, me and my sister got an idea of, um, doing a podcast that we're exploring our avenues for. And, uh, uh, we're going to be exploring the different elements of healthy relationships, um, what that looks like and how to see the red flags in toxic relationships and, um, you know, how oh, to, wow. you know, healthy sex and how kind of breaking the stigma of some of those different cultures within the sexual world and stuff like that. And just try to give a bigger understanding to it. Wow. So, and down the road, like if, as the book comes out and the podcast comes out, is this all going to be something you'll be able to find through Willow's Bazaar Boutique? Yeah, I am going to be tying it all together. Um, I do plan on expanding Willow's Bazaar into a bookstore as well. I want to add books into it. I've already got a little bit going with my blind date with a book element. Those are craft wrap books. So it's a surprise when you open it. Um, (laughs) and I, but I do eventually want to, um, add a full bookstore element to it and incorporate the clothing through, um, bookish clothing, um, through licensed apparel, depending on, um, you know, the book, the hottest book at the Mm -hmm. moment, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also really incorporating loungewear and like that really cozy feeling of sitting down with a real book and reading and turning the page and all of that. So that's, I want to put fantastic. it all together. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, and, and then besides the website, do people find you on social media? Do you have, yeah, I'm on Instagram, um, uh, at willows.bazaar.boutique. I'm on TikTok, chelsea.willows. And then I'm on Facebook as well, but I don't remember that handle. I don't really okay. use the Facebook that much. <laughs> they can probably probably track it down. If yeah, they, yeah. They need sure. to. You just look up Willow's Bizarre Boutique; it'll pop up. Wow. So uh, Chelsea, a young entrepreneur here in Tucson, part of the Proper Shop, so which you know we talk a lot about them because uh, my partners and I also have the Tucson Gallery, and we're actually recording this uh, in the Proper Shops uh, at the Gallery's uh, podcast studio, where we uh, tend to meet with artists and um, other creatives. Because uh, Chelsea is definitely a creative, and anyone that doesn't use that term, just does not understand what Chelsea does. So well, hopefully they will after this. <laughs> I, I really appreciate your time and, uh, and good luck on everything. We'll, we'll stay in touch. Thanks. Yay. Yay. Indeed. Chelsea. Yay. Indeed. Fun interview and a uh, really talented young entre- entrepreneur here in Tucson and excited to see where the future takes her. My name is Tom Heath. You are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio 99.1 FM and streaming on downtownradio.org. Support for Downtown Radio is provided by the Tucson Gallery, located in downtown Tucson inside of the proper shops at 300 East Congress Street. The Tucson Gallery offers original work, reproductions, and merchandise from Tucson artists like Joe Padgett, Jessica Gonzalez, Ignacio Garcia, and many more. For information about all the artists, including when they will be live at the gallery, head to thetucsongallery.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook as Tucson Gallery.
Brother Mock, just one of those fabulous uh, volunteer DJs that keeps downtown radio rocking and rolling six days a week. And then on Sundays, of course, we open it up for a little bit different types of music, starting off with Mr. Nature at 7 a.m. every Sunday and kind of going through with uh, DJ Bank, Art of Easing. And then we get into our talk shows. Following me at uh, 1130 is going to be Ted Prozelski and uh, his show is Words and Work talking about uh, the labor movement here in Tucson and writers in Tucson. Uh, always an interesting uh, philosophical and cerebral conversation that he puts together. In the top of the hour, it's Ty Logan, then back into music at one. Uh, and you can check all that out on the uh, station's website, downtownradio.org. And while you're there, there's a donate button, which, you know, go ahead and click that. Maybe a dollar or two here and there helps. And if you want to become a, an ongoing sustaining member with monthly donations, it's a really great way to help us budget so that we can continue to deliver high-quality programming and, you know, even do a little bit better for you. Because remember, it's volunteer run, so the money you put in goes towards programming, equipment, the things that make the station better. Well, I started off the show talking about a really cool tour that I had at the Karis Mirror Lab, and I kind of glossed over a couple of the key factors, which is um, they do tours for the public. Uh, they've been doing them fairly regularly up until COVID, and then, of course, that took a break during that period. But I did hear that... Uh, Coming in the fall, you'll be able to take a tour of uh, the lab um, with, I'm sure they'll have some kind of uh, protocols for that and some limitations on when those tours happen. But as soon as we hear about them, we're going to post them on our Facebook page. And uh, of course, you can just reach out to the University of Arizona, the Karis, C-A-R-I-S, Karis Mirror Lab, and uh, get more information directly from them. Uh, Part of the tour was a presentation about the uh, the state of astronomy at the University of Arizona with all of the satellite, uh, well, satellite's probably a little play on words there, but all of the different telescopes around the area, um, and then how the, the mirrors that they're designing, these are huge mirrors, by the way, they're 8.4 meters, it's like 20, 25 feet wide. They're making seven of them for this giant telescope that's going to be going in Chile. So you're talking about... Um, Six of them are in some stage of completion. The seventh are just getting ready to, to, to form the mold that, that they, uh, they use for the glass. Um, three are done. Four, five, and six are in the process of being done, and it takes years. I, I did not realize how long it takes. It takes years for them to, um, uh, to get from start to finish dealing with this precision and this type of heat and glass. They can't just do things quickly. Everything, like it takes it three months just to cool off from from melting uh, the, the glass into the, into the form. So uh, they're starting number seven, and uh, gosh, then all, all of them will be shipped off to uh, the Andes Mountains, I believe, uh, someplace high up in Chile, and then they'll be part of this big Magellan project. Anyway, fun tour. Sorry to be babbling on. It was just really exciting. Hey, we're going to leave you music, music today in honor of our guest, Chelsea is a, uh, a creative, she's a designer, and she's got something uh, that I wish I had, and that's style. So we're going to leave you with music today from uh, the Danger Twins. It's off of an album in 2011 called This Is New, and the song's called Style. I hope you have a great week, and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar.